First Class Sailing. Take the helm. I'm Kerry Herford-Jones and it's my absolute pleasure to introduce to you another guest on our series of podcasts with First Class Sailing. Today's guest is a former policeman who retired to Cowes and bought himself a yacht. Uh, He then became a cruising instructor, has been with First Class Sailing for about seven years. As many of his students say about him, he is an epitome of living the dream. I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Pillsworth. Paul, thank you very much indeed for joining me. And perhaps you could just tell me how it was you got into sailing the bigger boats. Uh, I was heavily into windsurfing and catamaran sailing myself. Um, But an opportunity arose to go cruising on a westerly, I think it was a westerly storm from Shamrock Quay of all places. And in fact, I even think it was the officers which are now used by first class sailing. I rather excitedly got myself down to Shamrock Quay from the middle of the country, which is Nottinghamshire, and joined a boat, a crew, and I got my windsurfer with me. We strapped up to the rails, and off we sat in the middle of uh, the afternoon. And, uh, we sailed, uh, we stopped somewhere in the Solent. I think I, I was unaware of the tides and all that sort of stuff sure. at this time. But obviously, we, uh, I realise now we're waiting for the correct tide. We were then uh, shot out at night through Hearst Narrows and sailed directly down to um, Guernsey, which wow. is about 100 nautical miles. So that was my first ever sail. I arrived there thinking, whew, that was a bit of an epic. <laughs> anyway, we went from Guernsey to uh, Alderney and then Alderney to back to France and then back home to uh, Shamrock Quay. And I think that was the, the sort of catalyst, if you like, that got me really into big boat sailing. A real baptism of fire in some ways, though. I mean, that's that whole kind of make or break. If you if you liked it that much, you're going to potentially do more. But if that had gone wrong, then that could have been the, the end of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, of course, this is in, in the days before what we've got now with the um, satellite GPS navigation. So uh, I do remember the skipper at that time. Where he was a, a wiry old man uh, called Bruce, and he was a bit of a character. And, uh, yeah, he, he sort of said, well, I think I know where we are a lot of the time. And uh, <laughs> we did actually arrive quite safely. And uh, and I don't remember it, it was rough, but... Uh, yeah, I did feel, you know, a bit queasy at times, and as it does get you, and in fact, it still does get me now, the old mal de mer okay. on occasions, and uh, I've learnt to deal with it. Yeah, it was, um, I developed a bit of a, a love-hate relationship with it, I think, at that time, and okay. uh, loving that I just wanted to do more of it. There the, were the times when you're thinking, ooh, why am I doing this? Mm. And I, I sometimes reflect on that and think, what is it that about it that makes you want to do more of it? And uh, I've got several thoughts on that now, but um, at that time, it was, I think the, the adventure of it was the main thing that, that hooked me into it, I think. Hooked. And, there we go again. Yeah, you're, you're in, you're off and running now, aren't you? Yeah, here we go. Yeah, how, many, yeah. how many nautical puns can we possibly get in? And, yeah. and that, that hook uh, clearly was, as you quite rightly say, was, was, a, a multiplicity of different things that connected you to the sea, connected you to sailing. Yes. I'm interested now, what's a couple of the other things that, that you've now realised have given you that connection? Well, I think now, when I reflect back on what I really enjoy now, um, I class myself as a bit of a fair-weather sailor, to be honest. Um, I like to <laughs> sail... I like to sail in good conditions. and I'm, You know, champagne sailing, as we, we say, is, is ideal, and I, I reflect on some of the best sails I've had and. I think fondly back on those sort of voyages. But 
the setting off the adventure, the, the preparation, and I, I particularly like setting off early in the morning, probably before it gets light. And then the arrival, when you get there, you're a bit tired, but the arrival at a new destination is just fantastic. And um, the, the fact that you can hopefully go ashore and find a suitable <laughs> hostelry somewhere and talk talk the voyage through with your fellow shipmates is always a, a good thing, I reckon. Yeah. And that camaraderie, I mean, in many ways, sailing does bring people together. And, and not just not just for that one experience, but we talk to a lot of people about the connection they've made lasting a lifetime. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I often say sailing, you meet so many people from all different walks of life. I feel that sailing is a great leveller. I mean, I'm just a lad from, as you can tell from my accent, I'm not from down the south, I'm from Doncaster, um, in uh, in South Yorkshire, you know, I, I say I think I, I was instilled a bit of a dream and have sort of made that happen. But on the way, I've met many fantastic people and got loads of friends through sailing as a result. And now, yeah, living down in in cows on the Isle of Wight, literally uh, with a boat down here, able to um, go sailing more or less when I like. Yeah. So it's it's great. Some of the things you've done, I was reading on your bio, I mean, a couple of things you've done there. I mean, the one that struck me straight away was that round Britain sail. I mean, when was that? Talk me through some of the highlights from that and what, what made you do it? What was the driver? Well, I'm, I'm married with to my wife, Sue, of 30-something remember, years. Remember, quick, remember. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, she, she'll remind me. But one of the things that before we married, I, I said to her, because she was into windsurfing and, and sailing right. uh, when we first met, and I did say to her, I said, would you like to sail around the world with me? Right. And she said, yes. You know, I think that was a, a sort of a, a dream at that time and didn't know whether it was going to happen or not. But then we got the opportunity because I retired from the police and Sue actually um, retired from right. her teaching position. And we had an opportunity to sail across the Atlantic, which we did. And so that was a, a tick. And then... We wanted to buy a boat, which we, we did. And then another challenge we set ourselves was to sail around Britain. So we worked to get in our boat ready to do that. And what a year we picked, 2018. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was absolutely wow. fantastic. So if people say, are you going to do it again? I'm a great, great believer in, uh, well, when it was just as, as great as it was, don't try and repeat it because <laughs> it won't be as good. <laughs> so we'll do other things now. We've picked the, yeah. the best year, I think, in um, a long time. And we set off from cows and we decided that we were going to do a day, okay. day sail yeah. approach. So it was, um, again, sort of fair weather sailing if we could and sail it by day. Obviously, using the tide, so it did mean that at times we'd have to set off very early in the morning, but that wasn't a problem. That was great. And we just about achieved that and sailed clockwise around Britain, just Sue and I. But we did meet several friends and relatives on the way and made some friends as we went round. We had... Just the best time. It was fantastic. We did a blog, so we kept people updated with that. 
and um, you know met people at different places. They'd get on the boat, then they'd come so far where they'd get off, and then we'd meet another crew and, and all this sort of stuff. And it was just a really brilliant experience. Can't recommend doing something like that enough. And to see your own country from the sea and the history that's mm. involved in it all, it was just. It is a this is a totally unique perspective, isn't it? Looking at, at land from sea. Absolutely, and then you know you go into somewhere and. You think, well, I've not been in here before. What's it like? And of course, actually, it's never as bad as the pilot guides make it out to be, I find, you know, because they obviously, rightly so, say you should be cautious about this, cautious about that. No, it was never as as bad as as it's made out to be. And reflecting back on that and and going back to why I I enjoy sailing in the Solent so much, and I often say it to my students, I think the Solent is the best place to learn to sail and of course I encourage people to come to first class sailing because I think their operation is is first class but the Solent itself is just a brilliant place to learn to sail and it certainly gave me a lot of confidence on this trip because we didn't go anywhere anything like as busy as sailing in the Solent and the challenges that you meet in the Solent really did set me up to do the the round britain sail without any great problem that's really inspirational actually uh, paul that you can actually look at that and compare it as we all do compare where we're sailing now against where we've been and perhaps also where we might be wanting to go next and I, having sailed the southern 30 odd years man and boy myself it's not until you as you quite rightly say go elsewhere that you can put it into perspective and and actually say in some ways how lucky we are to be able to sail down here and not take it for granted absolutely yeah it is uh, a great place i mean if you know it well like like obviously you and i do uh, there are there's always some way you can go no matter what the 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 weather's doing indeed um there's there's hopefully normally some way you can find on a very busy bank holiday where not everybody else goes to because yep. it, it does get very busy. Uh, it's perhaps one of its uh, downsides, if you like. Uh, but, yeah, it, it is a fantastic cruising ground and I can't recommend it strongly enough to anybody that wants to learn to sail. It is the place to come. Having done all that, uh, having got those big ticks in the box and bucket list ticked off, etc., etc., you then decide that you want to give something back and, and become a cruising instructor. Was that was that a, was there a Charlie Tullock in, involvement in that? Yeah, well, what happened was, uh, again, being retired on the island, I had got my RYA Yachtmaster qualification when I, we used to sail it up in the, um, around Anglesey in North Wales and uh, came down to Solent, moved down here. And I thought, right, cruising instructor, you know, lifelong learning is yep. something I think is important. Yep. And so just to push myself a little bit out of my comfort zone, decided to do that and then see if I could actually um, teach sailing. Uh, a phone call completely out of the blue right. from Charlie Tullock right. uh, from First Class Sailing I've never heard of before yes. and uh, said, tell me a bit about yourself, Paul. I've, you know, you, you've been recommended. I thought, well, who recommended me? <laughs> it was actually the, the, uh, the guy that uh, I did my, uh, my instructor from my cruising uh, instructor course, as I found out later. Anyway... Charlie and I um, seemed to hit it off and I, I went and he, he said, well, let's come over and we'll try you out. So I did and I did a couple of courses for him and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, although I, I am freelance uh, and not uh, beholden as such to anybody, I do choose to, to work for first class sailing in my sailing instructing uh, capacity. 
more or less solely. Right. And 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 I know from the feedback we've been talking to a few of your um, <clears throat> a few of your ex students already, Paul. So you know, I've got the inside track <laughs> here. Is that I think that's that relevant. Let me put the question another way. Um, I think it's actually the connection, the fact that you have such a love of sailing that comes across. And I know one or two of your of your students have gone on to bigger and much better things, um, basing their knowledge and a lot of their experience around your inspiration. So what you're passing on isn't just sailing skills. There's actually a bit in here about the values of living, about uh, getting on together as a crew, getting on together as people. Uh, but you've clearly obviously inspired quite a few people as well. So hopefully you feel really good about that. Yeah, I really I take, take a, a lot of pleasure in that, actually, because um, I often say that um, I suppose I am quite passionate about sailing and um, I feel that if you're passionate about something and, and you like it that much, um, it's only right, isn't it, that you try and pass that passion or that pleasure on to other people. Yeah. And that's that's what I, that's the approach I take to sailing. I, I, I say to people at the beginning of a course, I said, right, uh, they, they state their objectives, whether it be competent crew, day skipper or, or whatever, and we, we go through that. And I said, well, my main objective is to try and help you achieve your objectives, but also... When you get off this boat at the end of this course, my objective is that you're going to want to say to me, Paul, I want to get back on another boat yeah. and I want to go sailing again. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that is one of the main things that I I strive to do. Well, clearly you're getting that across. And, you know, you're seeing people, because you, you, as you quite rightly say, you take comp crew, you take day skipper. You're taking people here, particularly on the comp crew side, really from the basics upwards. And... That's going to be quite challenging in some ways, but quite empowering in others. Yeah, it is. Um, it's great uh, to, to see how people develop when you know they'll, they'll come on board a boat and they'll be quite nervous, really, and they're worried about being seasick. And and you say, don't worry, you know, it'll be fine. We'll have a great time. We will. You will have a great time. <laughs> you paid fact, for this. <laughs> I quite often say. You, you're going to have a first-class experience as well, you know. Um, but, um, yeah, as the week progresses, you can see that, that people develop and they, um, they do have a great time. Yeah. And um, it's not just down to me. It's down to the whole thing. The, 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 the RYA scheme, I think, is great. It does set people up well. The, the approach that we take helps people achieve their objectives, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The syllabus is well structured, but again, when you're sitting and looking at day skipper, you're looking at people there who've actually done, uh, hopefully, the theory course before they actually step on the boat. So there is, and there seems to be a few lessons to be learned from that about not leaving it too long between doing the theory course and then doing the practical. Is that something you'd recommend? Yes. Um, the the some people think that they can just progress from a competent crew. Or, or even sometimes they'll read the, the syllabus and think, well, I'm up for that, I can do it. And they come perhaps a little bit unprepared. Um, so I'd thoroughly recommend that if you're going through Day Skipper, you certainly have knowledge of the theory and would encourage people to have uh, taken the, the RYA theory course or to be up to a... A standard that is that meets those requirements, um, because it's it's not possible to teach all that theory 
well whilst doing the practical elements of the course as well and it's not really fair to the other students who might have been better prepared uh, to take up so much of an instructor's time mm -hmm. because it is a very intensive course yeah. and I get off a boat feeling at the end of the week feeling pretty drained to be fair because I do try and give my all and you know you've got to be on it all the time so you know, it's not unusual to be starting work at 7 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes you're finishing 11, 12, 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're long days. Yeah. So it's, it's right and proper, I think, that people come to these courses fully prepared mm. and have done, you know, done the sort of homework or the background stuff. Mm. And also, it's handy if they've got, got a bit of time under the belt, so to speak, confidence in, in handling the boat if they're going for a day skipper. Yeah. Again, it's, it's not really, truly realistic to think you can just have had a week's sailing and then come back for another week and then you get your, your skipper's ticket. It's not really just a, a, an attend and pass course. No. It's, it's, you've got to be able to reach the standards that we want you to achieve so you can do it safely. That's the main thing. Yeah, and, and as you say, get get more out of it as well. It's not it's not just about the ticket, is it? We're talking here now a bit more fundamental uh, than that. We're talking about actually understanding not just the boat, but the crew uh, and the relationship between that and getting the best out of the boat and themselves. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yes, you can be a great sailor, can't you? But um, if you can't actually organise a crew uh, as a skipper, and that might mean just being aware of somebody, you know, not feeling too good. Um, you're looking after their welfare, uh, make sure everybody's safe. You know, you've got to be thinking about planning. You've got to be thinking, right, is it time that somebody went to put the kettle on? Because, you know, let's have a cup of tea. Yeah. And just simple things like that yeah. make make it such more of an enjoyable experience. You know, has somebody got some sweets in the pocket that they can share around? And it, it is little things like that that... Um, really go a long way to yeah. making a uh, happy happy crew yeah well fun fun is uh, fun is a necessity on on sailing that's for sure and let's look a little bit more detail of the comp crew because i know it's one thing that the the office first class sailing office often get asked about is do i need any time on a boat before doing comp crew and and comp crew itself what is it what does it involve in, in in basic terms what what's the instructor going to actually try and get across to me well, my approach to the comp crew is, I would say, um, and I have, I've taken people out sailing who've never been on a boat before. Right. So that's the first thing. I don't think yeah, you need any prerequisite. Uh, just come with an open mind and a willingness to learn, really. And then um, my approach to it is um, I will uh, get them through the, the RYA syllabus as a comp crew, and I'm saying, basically, I'm going to try and achieve your objectives and make you a competent person on a boat at the end of this this course Excellent. and yeah we I'm, I'm sure that there's nearly a hundred percent pass rate on that because we we, we can do it yes. in, in the week provided people have got the can-do attitude and i'm thinking i think there's one person i can think of in the seven years that i've been doing it and he really just didn't take to sailing okay. it just wasn't for him okay and at the end of it, uh, I don't think he, it was, he said, look, I've tried. Yeah. And I said, well, I've tried. And 
it just just wasn't it didn't float his boat hey yeah yeah you're ticking all the boxes now paul here we go we're gonna... yeah <laughs> i've almost got a full house of bingo on this uh, on this card i'm running for you know oh and there's and there's more and there's more <laughs> so let's try and draw some conclusions from all of this that that the people have perhaps not come across an instructor uh, before uh, you know you're not scary people you're time served seafaring going enthusiasts for the sea and you want to get the best uh, you want them to get the best out of themselves but you want to impart some knowledge you want to help them to learn and, and to enjoy their their leisure that's right yeah um yeah i think uh, charlie's approach to um the, the people that he uh, employs uh, to teach this is that um, we are all experienced uh, people uh, men and women who love sailing and want to pass that on to people we i think most of us are, are part-time uh, which which is great because actually as i said earlier it, for the instructor it's a it's a full-on week's course yeah. so at the end of the week you're very tired if uh, as in some operations i know uh, the instructor then has to get on to another course mm. straight away uh, i think um, you're going to be struggling to give you, the instructor give your best yeah. as we try to do. Well, we do, and that that I think is a, a great approach from first class's point of view. Is where you know the most I'll teach is, is five to perhaps eight days, and then then you have a break, and then you can come back fully refreshed. Mm -hmm. And again, I come back and I feel right. I'm looking forward to taking people out sailing again. You know, I've had a break. I've done something else. I come back, yeah. and and, I, and you're full of enthusiasm again, and yeah. it just recharges your battery. Yeah. And hopefully, and I know that I can pass that on to students. And uh, they, we meet and greet. We have a chat, and you can feel the ice breaking as you know on the first evening that we're, we're we're all talking about our aims and objectives for the week ahead. And I think it helps to put people at ease and that's how you get the best out of people so paul what is your next step what are, what are you going to do next for, from your personal perspective we were hoping this year to do um we, we taught my wife and i um love sailing and cruising we were hoping to go to the silly isles this year that was our nice. objective but i don't know whether i don't know whether that's going to be achievable so if that doesn't happen this year, it might be next year. But my uh, objective as well, uh, perhaps a long-term one, is I've got three grandchildren and I'm hoping that I can encourage them to uh, carry on sailing or to, to become interested in sailing. My two children are interested in it, okay. uh, some not as much as I am, but they will. They've done they've, they've channel crossings with me and yeah, things yeah, like that. Yeah. So, yeah, as uh, from a family point of view, keep the family uh, sailing with friends and family. Whether we'll do another big trip or not, I don't know, um, but we will see. Never we'll say see. never again. Never say never. Never say never. Paul Pillsworth, it's been absolute joy talk today on the First Class Sailing Podcast. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you, Kerry. It's been a pleasure. Business On Board with Kerry Herford-Jones. <laughs>